Okay, this is so fun. I'm to wait. Okay, ready? Okay, three, two, one. <laughs> Yay! That's so fun. Okay, cool. And you can refill. Fabulous. That's the best part. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Yay. Thanks, Liza. Thank you so much for having me on. This is so fun. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much, Kendra. I am so excited for today. Yeah. Enjoy a little sip of champagne. Don't be afraid to sip champagne during the episode. Fabulous. <laughs> Welcome to anyone who's tuning in, whether you are um, a client um, or you're a future client, just a bride couple, um, or whether you are also a vendor, because we do get a lot of vendors on here. So today we're talking couture wedding dresses, choosing the perfect style for your luxury wedding. Um, and we're going to talk about all weddings too. Not We do get a lot of luxury clients, um, but at the same time, you know, this really does apply to you um, wherever you're at in the process. So Kendra, thanks for coming on. First, I just want to go into a little bit about you and what you do. So can you give us a little behind the scenes? Yeah, thank you so much. Um, so my name is Kendra. I own, mm -hmm. my business is called By Kendra Nicole. Um, I'm based here in Rochester. I offer bridal concierge and freelance bridal styling services. Um, so I'm not associated with any other you know, boutique in particular, um, but very familiar with, you know, the majority of the stores within the area, um, Rochester, Buffalo, Syracuse, whatever. Um, but this is, I mean, it's definitely my passion. I love bridal. I have, um, you know, almost seven years of previous experience and kind of just decided that I wanted to explore something a little bit different and really offer brides a, really personalized and kind of customized experience on their wedding day. Um, bridal concierge is something that is a little bit newer to our area. Um, so it's really a service that's anything from me coming and steaming the dress, the veil, bridesmaids dresses, mother the bride dresses, like morning of, it can really be like as involved or uninvolved as you want it to be. Um, I have clients who book me for an entire day and want me to help you know, set up and kind of like help them coordinate during photos, help put the dress on, bustle, um, any little like mini emergencies that happen with the dress. Um, a lot of girls are doing like an outfit change, you know, this season. So happy to yes. kind of, you know, coordinate and help through that. Um, so really just, you know, I like to customize it and keep it as personalized as possible. Yeah. And as you know, every wedding is so different. And I love that you mentioned the dress change because we are seeing quite a few of those trends. Um, so thank you for that. That's great. Um, and little little side note, this lovely here helped me find my wedding dress. So that was amazing Yay. and a great experience. When you were at a bridal shop, obviously, but um, I think now you can kind of help throughout the entire process, yeah. which is so good. And that's something that, you know, a lot of sometimes we'll say, there's, do you need these services? You do. And here's the reason why someone's going to have to do it. Whether you're hiring Kendra or whether you are hiring, you know, or whether you're having a family member or something, the stress goes somewhere, right? So if you have a planner, we're the ones that sometimes get that and we're seeing the dress, but we also have other responsibilities. I'm managing decor setup. And when there's someone there to manage that portion, it just takes it up a level, right? Because you have your focus on that. Um, 
And you know, I love a good steamer. I have four <laughs> steamers now. Four steamers and one in my Amazon cart. I don't know. Uh, but I love that because people don't think about it. You know, they think, oh, my dress was steamed. Yes, it was steamed, but then it was also put in a bag and then it rode in your vehicle and then you folded it and it came inside. You know, like <laughs> they're just not thinking about how it, you know, could get wrinkly or even after ceremony, I've re steamed a dress. Yeah. So there's a lot that as much as we like to think that, you know, the wedding day is going to go as planned, there's a lot of variables, like, as you know, that can kind of go on. So I think having someone there day of that is strictly dedicated to the bride and like her experience and like her dress, I think it takes a lot of pressure off of everyone, like whether it's a planner, whether it's a photographer, like the reason I would be there would be to make sure like the train is set perfectly to make sure you get that beautiful shot down the aisle. Um, and you know, or that like your veil is on or that the veil is on correctly. Like I, I mean, I have had friends who have like forgotten to put their veil on going down the aisle and I'm like, what are you doing? (laughs) Yes. I've attended weddings where the veil was forgotten. Or the, you know, it's like, oh my goodness, there's so many things in that moment though. Totally. And people in their brains think it's all going to work out, but you have to plan, right? Like you have to have a plan for it. And I think that's where that comes in. So I love that. Now I know a lot of people start with dress shopping, right? That's, you know, in, in terms of the, um, the wear for the day, right? So that would be, okay, we're starting planning. Okay. We're going to go and look for a dress. Um, and they start to make a bunch of appointments and they just kind of go in blindly and they don't really know. Maybe they've seen a Pinterest picture that they, they love, or maybe they have a board and they know a style that they really would envision themselves in. I think there's so many things they probably haven't thought about. Um, and so I kind of want to bring it back to, is that the place that they should be starting is going right to the bridal shop or where do we start, you know, for, a, for a client? Looking? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I think, you know, you have your big thing set, you have your wedding date, you have your venue. Um, I think from yeah. there then, you know, naturally the dress is like, and um, you know, that's maybe probably arguably one of the most fun aspects of it for girls. Um, but I think having some sort of guideline as you start, instead of, you know, like you said, just going in blindly, I think it's, that's when like working with, you know, a stylist or a bridal concierge is so valuable. Um, cause there's a lot of things that go into your dress other than just like, Oh, it's really pretty. You know what I mean? You want to, you kind of have to take into consideration the fabrics, the, like the weight of the dress. What is it going to, you know, look quote unquote right in your setting with, you know, the venue, the time of year, like these are all kind of factors that maybe shouldn't be like the end all decision maker, but it all kind of has to go into it to be cohesive. Absolutely. Now, can you talk to me a little about timelines? Because I'll be honest, I always say like I stay in my lane, right? Like I have a I have a really good knowledge of a lot of things in the industry, but I always defer to the people that are in their specific um, spots. So, for dress timelines, I, I know that if we have a client that is on a you know we're trying to have a wedding within you know a certain number of months, or there's off the rack and things like that. But let's talk about timelines 
for someone who's not a rush bride, someone who is planning a year out wedding, a two year out wedding. When does the dress process start and what is a good timeline for getting that custom dress, getting alterations? Yeah. So I think, you know, if you have, and again, this is like a general kind of guideline. This is not like the end all be all by any means, but I think dependent on designer, majority of gowns on average take somewhere between like, I would say five to like eight months. So, um, if you're going for something that is made to order, um, obviously like any sort of like designer customizations, meaning something that like the designer is doing for you at the production level, you know, that can add on more time to that. Um, and then I think from like an alteration standpoint, generally the rule of thumb is you want to start somewhere between that, like three to four month period. Um, and, you know, do a series of alterations. I, you know, I would never recommend just like a one and done situation. Um, you know, just to make sure, you know, because your body's going to change, you know, within the leads, Mm -hmm. within the months adding up to your wedding. So you want to make sure, you know, you feel comfortable and confident in, you know, the dress at every stage of the game. Um, but I think, so, you know, when it's all said and done, I think being about a year out generously puts you in like a great timeline and a great, you know, place to be in so that you're not like stressed out. You're not worried, like, is my dress going to come in or, you know, whatever. Um, sure. I don't think I mean, and I think that you have options, right? Like, and that's what we always tell our clients too. Same with the planning totally. side of things. You can do something on rush and we can, we can talk about, you know, maybe towards end we'll talk about for the client that is, you know, that rush client, what can we do? But I think starting with that good timeline, it just provides more options, more customization. And ultimately you can probably get what you're looking for in your dream dress a little bit more, um, than if it was something, you know, a little bit. So being that like 12 to like 18 month period, I think to like start shopping, I think if I, I'm all like, I don't like having to put like a timeline on anything. You know what I mean? Because I think going off like what you were saying, if like, if there's a will, there's a way, you know what I mean? Like you can pay the extra fee. You can do like, there are options. I don't, I don't think you're ever like out of options. Um, and that's good to know too for our clients that they sometimes they are yeah. at that point. Um, I had a military client last year; they came to me with three months and yeah. said, "What do I do?" You know, so I think I think that's great. Um, I want to talk about something that I think there's probably mixed views on. Um, a lot of brides will work their way into their wedding dress, um, if you know what I mean. So we are maybe. A, starting at a point and we're saying, oh, I'm going to lose 10 pounds by the wedding. Um, do you have any insight on that? And I know that obviously like bodies are beautiful and we want to, you know, we want to compliment on that. So how can brides feel comfortable and what is your advice on that? Yeah. So, I mean, from my point of view, like, I don't think anyone should ever feel like I have to do X, Y, Z, and then I'm going to feel like, and then I'm going to love the dress. I think, like it's good to just be like to be realistic and I think when you're trying on dresses it's like it's like it almost like diminishes the experience if you're like well and like and in 20 pounds this is gonna look great 
Like, I think you kind of yeah. got to be like, look at it for what it is right now. And if it's like, you feel beautiful, you feel confident, and you feel comfortable in it, then it's like, then go with it. It is so hard yeah. to hear people say like, okay, and then like, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. Or, you know, like bridal sizing, as you and I know, is crazy. I mean, you could be like a street size four and based on your measurements, you could be a a 10 in something. You could be an eight in something. You could be, you know, a 12 in a different designer. At the end of the day, and, you know, especially with alterations too, it's not going to be a size. It's like it's custom fit to you. So no one, like not one person should care about what like the little tag, like what the little tag in the side of the dress says. You know what I mean? So I think it's like, and I think that's a hard place to put yourself in too. With, you know, the last couple months of engagement, you want to celebrate, you want to have fun. And I think to be like, mm-hmm. well, I have to work out X, Y, Z, or I am only eating this, this, and this. So, you know, um, this. and I think it's just, you don't want to put yourself in a position where it's like, I'm only going to be happy if I do this to fit into this, you know, it's just, it's not working. Yeah. I think for the now, yeah. you know, and that way too, we always tell our clients like the wedding planning process is stressful. You have to remember to totally. date your person. Yeah, so I love that. That means we're probably going to be going on yeah. to eat. <laughs> also, by the way, just a little side note: you have the best places to eat. So. <laughs> like I always feel like you're posting like this beautiful burger, and I'm like, okay, where? Yeah, I mean, what well, do I do? shout out to Vino. We all know that that's my number one favorite restaurant. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. yes, but like, yeah, like okay. to your point, it's like, you don't want to like lose yourself in this process. And yeah. to kind of go off of that, it's like, okay, let's say you go on this crazy, crazy, crazy crash diet. And then like on your wedding day, you like, you don't really look like yourself. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the right. day, like you guys fall in love with each other regardless. So I think to just like keep that in mind. And it's like, okay, like everyone sure, like everyone feels a little bit better if they work out or like whatever it is, but I don't think that should, mm-hmm. like, I don't think that should be like, okay, I'm only going to be happy on my wedding day if I do this, if I lose this weight or if I, you know, I think you got to go with it for that. like, like if you feel good now, you're going to feel that much better on your wedding day, but not because yeah. you you know, did a crazy boot camp or whatever. Well, and that's what I think. And I think sometimes too, like, you know, crazy. And even my wedding, I wore this crazy shaper and like so uncomfortable. Yeah. Luckily, I get a second chance on that. So we're not doing a shaper next time. Okay. We're just going to do the, the, whatever it is, is what it is. Um, <laughs> but I do think, you know, I think that you, you end up making yourself uncomfortable. It's like, you just want to be you. You just want to enjoy those things. And so I love that. Thank you for giving me your insight on that. Cause I know it's a little bit of a tough topic. Um, yeah. I love that. All right. Let's talk a little bit, um, about choosing a style. Yeah. You kind of know this best, um, different body types, different styles. How should you choose a style? Um, what styles work best for what body types? Is that a set in stone? What have you found those trends to be? Yeah. Um, okay. So like styles. Yeah. So I definitely don't think it is something that is like set in stone. I think as like a stylist, it is, 
like I think it's my job to give people options that I think fit like their overall vision. At the end of the day, if you feel like the best version of yourself and you know, something super fitted or something, you know, that's a huge, massive ball gown. Like that is, I can't dictate what you feel. You know what I mean? I can like, so I don't think like, I think maybe based on like, you know, if you have like a shorter torso or a longer torso, like maybe, you know, those are things that could maybe like potentially like, I don't even want to say like dictate, but like could play a factor into something like that. Or like if you're a little bit shorter or taller or, you know, whatever. But I think like overall size, it just, I hate saying like, okay, well you are, you know, you're, you know, on the thinner side and super tall. So you have to be in something like this or, you know, you're a little curvy, like you must wear this. I think at the end of the day, it's like what you feel like the best version of you in. So I don't like saying like, okay, well, based on your body type, like this is your option. No. Yeah. Now you mentioned, which I love, you said something that's like just getting my heartstrings because I'm a style of, you know, I love styling weddings, um, but in the overall vision. So talk to me a little bit about that. Like, what does that look like in terms of if you're having a, a cocktail party or if you're having a, you know, like how does that yeah, play into Yeah, totally. It? So, I mean, I think venue is something that should be taken into consideration when, you know, when you're choosing your dress. If you're at, you know, something like a very grand venue, you're at a big ball, you know, a ballroom, you're at, you know, that'll be something a little different than if you're doing you're getting married at a winery or you're getting married at, you know, you know, at a, one of the more like modern venues downtown. I think those are all like very different looks. And I think, yeah, it's, I think at the end of the day, it's like, well, okay. So, you know, like we all have our little, like, you know, mini vision board for your wedding that, you know, Mm -hmm. what that comes together. So I think it's like making sure all, your other details are cohesive. And at, mm-hmm. and I think one of the reasons why, like, doing your dress on the earlier side of planning, it's, like, if you find a dress and you fall in love with it and you – but you're, like, eh, but, like, maybe I want to change my flowers. I think that's why it's so good to go – to be that, like, year out where a lot of the smaller details aren't set in stone yet. So you still have a little bit of wiggle love room, that. you know? It's so funny that you say that. So I have um, an Indian wedding coming up and um, the style guy meeting was supposed to be tomorrow, actually. And a little shout out to this client. Love this client. They called on Wednesday and they wanted to talk. Uh, so I do an open office hours. They want to talk about bridesmaid colors. And we got on the call and um, it was so funny. She said, you know, Eliza, I've decided that with the color of um, my attire that I'm going to change the colors of the wedding. So it's so Ooh. true what you just because it's so much easier, you know, she loves her hair and, uh, and for the bridesmaids, it's going to be, you know, beautiful, but it did change the design and it was early enough on. And I said to her, Hey, don't worry. This is actually when I would love for you to come to me with this rather than we are five months in and then you want to change your wedding colors. That's going to be like, Oh, okay. You know, so I think that it's so true. Like I literally just had that happen. So I love that you, well, especially now when, you know, there's, so many options in bridal and I'm not just talking, you know, just like different shops, but like there's so many color lots. There's so many, 
you know, a little bit, there's so many more like non-traditional options. You can do a cool pop of color in the dress. You can get something blue toned. You can get something silver or blush. You know, blush has been super popular for the last couple of years. Um, and I feel like this year we're seeing a little bit more of a turn towards like silvers and blues, which is super cool. Um, but, or, you know, like colorful 3d floral appliques. Like, I think if you fall in love with something like that and you're like, I want to wear this, but like, Oh, like I was going to do, you know, red is one of my colors. All right. Well then scrap it. Like not that serious at that, you know, when you're that year out. Yeah. You say colors aren't serious. No, just kidding. I just, and that's how I felt. I felt like at this point, like if you came to me later on, I would be like, totally. Okay. Like, if you came to me now, it's like, all right, let's let's bump out the saga meeting and let's redo this. Let's get the vision that yeah. you want. So um, I think that's such a a personal part of it, right? Like I love colors for weddings, but if you find a style or a color and you look in the mirror and you say, This is my dream dress or attire, you know, then I think that kind of is a little bit bigger than what, like you said, the color of the flower. So um, I think which one are you going to look in the mirror at day of? And that's going to be what you're right. wearing. So I really, really love that. Um, all right. I'm going to throw a total curveball at you. So I had a client recently um, that came to me and said, Eliza, I really wanted to dress with sleeves. Like that's what I wanted. And I went to try and dress with sleeves and I couldn't lift my hands above my head. Um, she's like, I want to, you know, I'm a big, I, I want to party. I want to be able to dance all, but still kind of meet us yeah, halfway. Yeah, for sure. So I think, you know, I think the bridal industry is really on top of like these ever-changing trends. And also there's a lot of designers that are just very aware of like the concerns of the bride. Um, so... I mean, there's definitely options and this is something that you can even potentially work through with, you know, like a seamstress, you know, dependent on, you know, what their comfort level is um, and their experience level. Okay. But I think it's one of those things where like a detachable sleeve is like a great option. Um, if you were to do something like a little bit of like a fuller state, you know, a fuller statement um, or, you know, like mm -hmm. a lot of people enjoy the look of like an off the shoulder strap that's beautiful and it's so pretty for photos but you can't move right so having those be detachable yeah. is great because then come you know after your first dance or you know whenever you kind of you know the energy kind of starts to shift um you can take those off and then you have full mobility or you can you know sometimes yeah. you can then adjust it so it's on your shoulder. So you have a little bit more, you know, structure and support. There's a lot that can be done. Um, and I think just working with someone who is knowledgeable about it, um, you know, whether it's, you know, like a bridal concierge or, you know, just someone that works in at a specific shop or, you know, works for a designer, I think having confidence in that person and them being able to like educate you based on your options is priceless. Um, and that's what I think. I think that there's so many things that even I'm not aware of, you know, like, and, and you try to stay up on the trends, but there is always something that probably for your, and we're in the same industry, but for your specific, you know, specialty here, you are further on those trends than I am. So it's helpful to have that insight and say, oh, well, there is a detachable sleeve option that would give you the same yeah. look. Um, 
One thing I want to talk about, which I personally have had a, a lot of day of mitigation of, is bosses. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, man. Like, no, it's fine. Yeah. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Like, um, <laughs> talk me through. And, and maybe it's just, it happens a lot with sometimes partial planning where I haven't necessarily been in the, um, the initial planning process, and I'm coming in a little later to it, um, where day of I'm lifting up that dress to bustle it, and I am recreating a bustle with pins and such because, and, and I've gotten actually pr- I'm pretty proud of my bustle I'm recreation sure. skills, but, but is there a better, and I know it depends on the totally. look, you know, we have the ones that clip on the outside, we have the ones that go up underneath and you know, all the names for that. So right. sorry about that. But is there one that's maybe better than the other will hold up a little better? Cause, it, or is it just like, not really, but just make sure it's a well put together. Yeah. Bustle. So I think it would be so great if there was like a bustle and it's like, okay, this is a hundred percent always going to you know, it's never going to break. Like, unfortunately that just like, it's not realistic to have that. Um, I think in, you know, like a perfect world, everyone's bustle holds up. Um, but I think there's a, unfortunately there's like a lot of factors that go into bustling and there's like a lot of like moving pieces that like you can't control crazy dancing on the dance floor, you know, like people stepping on your train, no matter how strong your bustle is, if someone like stomps on your train, 95% like it could break um but I think having like I think having someone there that first of all setting the bustle properly so before like before we even hit the dance floor having someone there day of that actually knows how the bustle is supposed to be put together and is supposed to be like executed is huge um and I think a lot of the times that if you don't have you know like if you don't have a concierge or like a day of stylist there, it's going to fall on your event planner. It's going to fall on even sometimes like the photographer or like a bridesmaid. Um, and those are all totally fine. But I think having someone like, okay, you will be bustling is so important. And then it's not like a super panicked scramble when it hits. Sure. Um, I, and I think that what I've heard from, a lot of people is, oh, my mom, t- <laughs> and I laugh because <laughs> you know what I want to say, but my mom took a video of the bus. <laughs> that is so great, right? Like, that, I love that for you. Um, Your mom's phone is, like, back in the getting ready yeah, suite. She doesn't know where to be found. <laughs> like, like, we all have no idea, actually, what's going on. So... <laughs> Yeah, I, I I've heard that a lot, and I just kind of laugh, and I, and I don't mean no, to laugh. Yeah. But it's like that's great, but I I do think in myself, yourself, we are familiar. You know, I don't panic yeah. anymore. I kind of look at it as like, oh, fun. let me recreate yeah, yeah, a bustle yeah. quick because I know what kind it was, and I can quickly figure it out. But if we're not there, we do have clients that are not hiring totally. either of us. Uh, you know, this is a moment where you really have to be realistic that you're not going to be able to just pull up your mom's phone on your video and see how to bustle it. And I think that's a, a little plug to hire 
our services, right? Either of our services. It's like, I think especially because sometimes people aren't hiring a planner um, and that's okay. We understand that not everyone hires that. I think if you're not hiring a planner, that is the perfect moment to hire a bridal stylist because they can at least help those moments that are crucial for your look and for your feeling good where you're not going to have someone like myself. Totally. And I think it's hard. And I think it's probably unfair to like put that pressure on like the venue coordinator too, because they've got way too much going on. You know what I mean? I think it's even hard to like throw it on to you because it's like, all right, like obviously, yes, like that is important, but it's like, all right, but I also got to make sure all 800 other things are going, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love that. All right, I'm going to pour a little champagne. Okay, I'm going to, oh, fabulous. Okay, so, Kendra, let's talk a little bit about the bridal boutique specifically. So they're they're starting there. Maybe they have a bridal stylist. Maybe they don't. What goes into selecting that, and how important is that decision from the friendliness of the staff to the selection of dresses, you know more about like the designer side of it and what they offer. And that is our in-house alterations. What's going into that decision of selecting the actual shop that they're going to get the dress from? Or is it just like, I found a dress here and I like it. Should I move forward? Yeah, totally. I mean, there's a lot of personal preference that goes into like to this too. Some people are like, I don't really Mm -hmm. care. Like I just, I need a dress and you know, it fits. I like it. Let's move on. Other, you know, and, you know, some girls need or want, you know, a little bit more like of a hands-on experience. And I think when it comes to that, then going with someone that like you feel good about, you feel comfortable with, you feel like you can trust them and they aren't just like, you know, just saying stuff to like, to push a sale. I think that's super important. Um, I think it's important to, to like do a little bit of research and see, you know, some people are very into specific designers. So it's like, okay, if you have a designer that you love, that you saw online, where like, is that, is that available in your area? Is it, you know, do you, would you have to travel for it? Like figuring out like what the average price point is too. Um, I think that's something that's super important. Um, and like being realistic with that too. And I think when you go into an appointment, I think being like staying within where you want to be. Um, I think that's super important because I think let's say your budget is $2,000. And then you're like, eh, well, let me just try on this $4,000 dress. I think then you can put yourself in like a really hard position, you know? Um, But I think just feel I think you want to feel comfortable and you want to feel confident with wherever you buy a dress from um and that's not to say that like you even have to go into a store there are you know if you want like a non-invasive process like there's online options too um or you know you could go to New York or you could go to Philly and go try on it you know the top designer Toronto you go try on it you know Mm -hmm designer flagships. Um, so there's, there are, there's a ton of options. And I think it really just depends on like what your preference level is and how hands-on you want that experience to be. And that's it. You know, it's interesting you mentioned that because I have a lot of clients. I actually have a lot of California clients. I also have a lot of New York City clients. So I 
do have a lot of clients that are going into those city shops and, um, and it's a much different experience sometimes than maybe a smaller totally. shop here. Um, so I think, you know, I think that's interesting that you point that out. Um, now in terms of the process, because I think sometimes there's tradition, right? And then there is, we're seeing a lot of breaking away from yeah. tradition and now we're seeing couples and brides do things that they want to do. One of those being who you bring to that appointment with you. And I think that's something that's like, it's a crucial conversation because you don't realize how much of an impact it has. Um, and I know you've probably seen the good, the bad, and the ugly of yeah. all of that. Um, do you have advice for clients of like, who should you bring with you? Oh my goodness. You know, my mother-in-law says she is going to be there, but I really wasn't thinking of having her there. What's your advice for that? Process? Yeah. I mean, I've seen it all. I've seen girls who, and it totally depends on like the dynamics of the family. I have had girls bring in a bridal party of 16 people plus the moms, plus, you know, some aunts I have 20 people. And it was like one of the most fun appointments I've ever gotten to be part of. Wow. I've had people bring in two that. people and it's very, like, it's very difficult. So, you know, like, <laughs> and, yeah. and I think there's also something to be said for like, if you are unsure and you are just trying to get like an idea of what is out there and you're a little bit overwhelmed, you can go by yourself too. You know what I mean? Like, um, and I think that's great just to get an idea of, and like a completely unbiased situation of what you like and what you feel good in, or, you know, or you bring your one very best friend or you bring your, like whoever it is in your life that you're like, this person I love, I trust, they have my best interests at heart. You go with that. Um, I think where it gets tricky is it's like, okay, well, I have, I have five bridesmaids and then I have my mom and then, you know, and then my fiance's mom or an aunt or a grandma and, you know, and then all of a sudden it's 10 people and you're like, I, this isn't actually what I want. I think this right. is a situation and this is, and bridal shopping is unlike any other shopping you're going to do. You know, it's not like you're just... It's even different than when you bought a prom dress, when you buy a dress for a different special occasion. It is totally different than if you are a bridesmaid yourself. So I think to compare it to anything else like that, it's it truly is incomparable, in my opinion. Um, right. But I yeah. think it's this is the one situation where it's like, okay, spotlight is on you, and you kind of got to do what you want. And I think to do it so that it's like, well, I don't want to step on the, I don't want to hurt this person's feelings. I don't want to do this. If they are, you know, if they truly love you and truly care about you, like, sure, maybe they're going to be upset for a little bit, but it's not going to end a relationship. You know what I mean? It's not going to, yeah. to hurt them. I think, I think yeah. this is the one time you get to be a little bit selfish and go with your core people. So whether that's by yourself, whether that's your 16 best friends, there's not like a magic number that's right or like, you know, that's like the right answer. I think you know who you want with you. And at the end, 
How do you feel about tricks of the industry? And what I mean by that is, and I, I tell this to my clients all the time, you can blame me, you can use me as your scapegoat all the time. And I think sometimes, especially dealing with family dynamics, and it's not, we're not encouraging you to no. just like lie to your family, but in those moments where there is a tense situation, you know, saying, I'm so sorry, but the bridal shop only allows me to bring two people. How do you feel about that? I mean, I think that's a, that's like a really neutral way to like, sorry. Totally. Yeah. I think, and right. Whether it's true or not, it like, they don't need to know that, but I think that gives everyone and like the client, especially a really good, like impartial, like, Oh, like, sorry. Like I would, I would love to have you there. Like not a big deal. Um, yeah. I think that's like, a great option or like, Oh, well, you know, I'm really only going to go with, you know, my planner or I'm just going with my bridal stylist and, you know, but I would love to meet you for lunch after, or like, we can go do this later tonight. Like, I don't think dress shopping has to be, it shouldn't be, it's going to be a little stressful, but this should not be like the most stressful thing in your life. This should actually be probably one of the more fun parts of planning. And I think when you put on that first dress or whatever number dress you want supportive people around you and you want to feel good about who's around you. So I think that this is a little plug to for bridal stylists. Like I always think it's important. And I say this to my planning clients because we all have families. We all know family dynamics and sometimes they are tough. And I, I sometimes think that family dynamics can actually be one of the most stressful pieces of the planning process. We're going to do another podcast on it. Um, I'll have Bianca from Stunning and Brilliant Events with me on that one. But I, I think that having a third party that is neutral is your advocate. Like we talk about knowledge, right? You are so knowledgeable about this style and timelines and all this. You are also just in the corner of the couple and of the bride, right? So you are always there to just say, Hey, I know what you're feeling and I want to help you like communicate that. And here's how I'm going to do that. Like coming from you sometimes. And that's how sometimes I have to do it for my clients too, is if it's coming from me and helping to, I have introvert clients, I have extrovert clients. Sometimes I'm that voice of reason. And I think that's where you come into play too, is, you know, Oh, this really works well because, or, you know, you can kind of vouch for the client. And so I think that's just an invaluable piece of your services too, is that you can be the advocate. Totally. And I think too, it's like, I think you have probably even like witnessed this too. It's like, I think sometimes girls can feel like, well, I like this and I want to wear this, but X, Y, Z person loves this. All my friends love this. All my, all my whole family loves this. My mom loves this. My grandma, whoever loves this. And I think that again is like extra added pressure that like in that situation, it's helpful to have that like unbiased third party to even kind of like check your friends, check your family and be like, we know, like, I know that you guys love this dress. It's beautiful. And if, you know, if she chose this, it would be great. But can't you guys see that she loves this? Like, look, look how she lights up. Look how she, like, it's visible or, you know, whatever the situation is. That's something that I've definitely have come across a lot. Um, 
And I think it's like, I think it's hard to be the bride in that situation and be like, Mm -hmm. well, does everyone hate this dress? No, I think it's like you, again, this is like the one day you get to be a little bit selfish. You got to go with like what you love. love You know. I love that. Um, let's talk a little bit about going into some of the details of the dress. So we talked about the dress a little bit. Now some of those extra items, the jewelry, the veil, all of those things. But also I want to ask you, um, a little different question of sometimes I have clients or family members that want to bring in an element from before, right? Maybe they want to bring in a veil. Maybe they want some type of family heirloom. They want to bring in the dress in some way. I have a client that the mom reached out and wants to um, use her wedding dress as the wrap for the floral bouquet. I mean, there's, there's a million and one, yeah, there's a million one ways to do it. Um, What's your advice on, you know, those different pieces of it, those accessories, but also maybe incorporating in some family. Yeah. So I, you know, obviously I think you get your dress first, you know what I mean? And then like, Right. Let's say, because this is something that I, you know, that I've run into too. It's like, okay, well, I have my grandmother's veil or I have my grandmother's or whoever's earrings It's or a necklace. Ne- I feel like necklaces are like one of the top things. And it's like, I yeah. think stylistically right now, like in the industry, necklaces are not really like trendy, you know, quote unquote. Um, right. Mm-hmm. And I think if you put it on and you love it and it like, it makes you happy, do it. I think if you're more like, mm-hmm. I feel like I should do this, a great way to incorporate those pieces, whether it's a necklace, an earring, a bracelet, whatever, is like mm-hmm. incorporate it at your rehearsal dinner. Incorporate it into, mm-hmm. if you're doing like a morning after brunch or, you know, luncheon or whatever. Those are like great ways to still have those special pieces present, but maybe not like have every single picture taken of you in them that day. Um, or like to wear it, like as you're getting ready or something, like, I think there's ways to incorporate these, like the sentimental pieces without it. And this is only if like, if you feel like it's taking away from like your overall look or your overall vision. Um, I love the idea of like adding a piece of like the mom's dress to flowers, having it like sewn into the skirt of the dress or like, you know, cut into a heart and like sewn into the chest. Mm-hmm. I think those are really cool mm-hmm. and like meaningful incorporations. Um, but I think it's like a whole, I think your accessories, whether it's your veil, your earrings, jewelry, whatever, even shoes, I feel like shoes are really a, like a stressor for a lot of people. Um, all these things mm-hmm. should complement and not like compete or take away. So if you have like a super intricate dress, you already have all the lace and all the beading and, you know, all the detail, I think maybe play it down a little bit with accessories. And obviously this is so dependent on, you know, on the dress and like, and again, like what, mm-hmm. what your vision is, but I think being open to yeah. suggestions and open to like to different options are super important. I also think this is one of those things that it's hard to do without your actual dress because there's so many variations in color lot. There are so many variations in um, 
you know, in laces and sparkle and the tone of that sparkle and crystals and you know what I mean? So I think it's really important to whether you do it from where you purchase your dress or not. Um, I don't think that has to, like, I don't think you need the all in one deal if that doesn't work for you. But I think just at least being aware of what your color lots are and like the length of your train and like, these are all things that are super important that like, I think a lot of people don't take into consideration. I love that. Yeah. And I think that, you know, going alongside that, I feel that we'll get to a hair trial and so many times people say, I want to use this hair piece. I want to do half up, half down. <laughs> okay. Like, and I, and I, but like, but we didn't, this, these spreads don't go together. You know, like this hair piece that you have is, is really made for an updo, you know, maybe we could have gone something a little smaller, some beads. And I think that that is something that people do not realize how all of these elements kind of coordinate in. Um, and so I think that's so important and, and that's where both of us, we see those things and we kind of see, we see big picture, but we also see like how things yeah. connect. And it's so helpful for us to be able to be like, well, did you think about this? And I have so many clients sometimes that will say, oh, I didn't think about that. Well, that's why you have me, right? Yeah. And that's, that's kind of the value that we provide as well, because we do have um, kind of an inside look at some totally. of those things. Now, it's not just the bride, obviously. So talk to me, and especially through your services, talk to me about the rest of the bridal party. How is how important is this? What you know? What can we do here? Um, a lot of times, I, I even get that question as a planner. My mom doesn't know what dress to get, you know. So, and I'm sure you've received that too. So, talk me through what that process looks like, and how can we um, make it a great experience? But how can we also assist bridal parties and moms and things like that to to find totally? What they yeah. So you're 100 percent right. So like as much as I am there for the bride, I'm there for everyone. So. I think one, you know, you said mother, the bride, huge stressor for everyone. Mm -hmm. Mother, the bride is probably, in my opinion, I think it's more difficult than actually finding a wedding dress. Mother, the bride options are I agree. really <laughs> hard. Like there's just, I like there's yeah. two extremes. You know what I mean? You've got a super traditional, let's say nicely, um, you know, like a polyester suit option, or you've got something crazy that is full sequins with like cutouts that looks like prom. It's really hard to find that like yeah. middle ground. Um, you know, like <laughs> there, there's a lot of mother's dresses in sequins and I like sequins done well. I, all my bridesmaids were in sequins. I put all my bridesmaids in sequins, but it's like, those but it options, is. Yeah. You know it's like, I mean? it's, and yeah. Yeah. majority of people do not fit into either one of those categories. Um, so yes. I think having like having someone who is knowledgeable about like what options are out there is great. Yes. Um, I definitely think it is if we're to like set a timeline, you get your dress, like the bride, you get your dress first, you get your look, you do yeah. like you get set because mother, the bride is, you know, we can find a dress that will complement that bridesmaids. Mm -hmm. So easy bridesmaids is there are so many options now, especially with like all the online vendors too, whether you were to do, you yeah. know, like 
even just like a Lulu's or a Beholden or, you know, a Zazie or what, there's so many different, Birdie Grey, whatever. There's so many different bride, like bridesmaid specific businesses out there that are great quality, great right. price points and easy to work with. Um, and in so many different color yeah. lots, you know? So. Well, and I think that's, that's changed over time too, right? Like I, I remember like as a kid, like all the bridal shops had all of those, right? Like they, that's where you also went for all your bridesmaids totally. dresses. And that's where you also went. For, it's not really what we're seeing now, especially given that the fact that when we do weddings, a lot of the bridal party is from all over the place. So it's not realistic to have someone all, let's all plan a trip to another bridal shop. You're not going yeah. together. It's yeah. not what's happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that is, that's great. Um, Sorry, no, what else were you going to um, say on that? But I think, I think I was just going to circle back to like getting yourself set first. And then it's like, it's great to then be able to, you know, to kind of take like what your vision or thought is and then actually like apply that into whether it's like a style board or, you know, you order samples or whatever. Um, but I think mm -hmm. having someone that at least knows where to start is super helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Is there a timeless look? Do you think I've, I've seen this, uh, this debate on, you know, social media lately is, is there such a thing as a timeless? I look? mean, I think we all love to say the word timeless and classic, right? I think that's, you know, we, I think everyone wants mm -hmm. to, to have that timeless feel to have, to be very, you know, yeah. and I think, Is there something that is like truly timeless a hundred percent? I don't know, but I think what I like about the bridal industry right now is there's so many cool designers out there that offer, you know, quote unquote, a timeless silhouette. So whether it's that very mm -hmm. simple sheath kind of feel or like a beautiful, just like a line in, you know, a very simple, but like stunning fabric like a Mikado, like a, you know, a silk or a crepe. Um, mm -hmm. But then I think you also want it to feel like you. So that have like a cool modern yeah. detail, like a, you know, a plunging neckline or, you know, this season I feel like we're seeing a lot of like puff sleeves, which, you know, obviously I'm a huge fan mm -hmm. of. Um, <laughs> Your puffs? But I think there's... <laughs> you got yeah. the puff sleeve, okay? Let's... Get out there. <laughs> um, you know, or I think there's so many ways to have, you know, I think timeless is hard. I think having more of like a classic yeah. feel is maybe a little bit more attainable because I think if you get your headset yeah. and like, well, I want it to be timeless, I want it to be timeless, it's, you know, it's hard. And I think you then put pressure mm -hmm. on yourself and it's like, well, I can only do things that I'm always, that, you know, that don't date me. And I think that's important to a sense. You know what I mean? I think, I think that is important yeah. to, you know, to have something that in 10 years you're still going to love. But I think you yes. also want to adhere to your personal style and you want it to be like a reflection. Um, I always say like, you want, you want to feel in your wedding dress, like you want it to just be a reflection of like your best self, you know? So based like, if you feel the best with your hair down, you do your hair down. Your wedding day should not be the one day you try mm -hmm. and rock like a crazy updo. If you are not like a right. dangle earring person, 
don't wear those on your wedding day. You're going to be fidgeting with it all day long. You want to feel comfortable because that's also going to show like in your photos, you know, and that's like, those are like your lasting memories, you know? So I think it's, I think in the industry now we're kind of seeing that change or that shift maybe towards a more simple and clean silhouette, but with like very cool kind of like structural or architectural details or, you know, with like fun pops in the veil or, you know, cool, like floral appliques. Like there's a lot out there that I think everyone can kind of find something that they love and that they feel good in and that they're going to love in five years or 10 years or whatever it is, you know? I love that. All right. We're getting to the end here. I want to ask you about the second outfit. Let's have a little fun. What do you love to see? Um, How do you feel about the second outfit? What's the purpose of it? Yeah. So, I mean, I think even just kind of like piggybacking off of what we were just talking about, if you want a very simple and classic and quote unquote timeless look, I think a great way to kind of have fun Mm -hmm. later in the day is do that second uh, is, you know, to do that second dress or, you know, to have like, I like to call it like a party look, you know? Um, mm-hmm. everyone would always laugh. I used to say like, all right, well, you know, bustles up after dinner, like there's no rules. You know what I mean? So I think that's the time that you kind of get to actually like hang out and enjoy the day and like hang out with your friends and your bridal party and just, you know, yeah. and enjoy yourself. So I, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. change the time, all right. And the word. Right. <laughs> so I think it's, I think the, I do not think it is a requirement that you have to have like a, you know, a party look, but I think it's a great option if you are, if you feel like your dress is a little is like mobility restrictive. If it's heavy, like if you're in a big ball gown, like come nine o'clock, that's a long day. You know what I mean? Um, and you're one of those people that you're like, I'm partying until the very last second. Like I am not stopping. Right. Um, you're like, I will be out on the dance floor. And I love that. Um, I think it's there again, like there's so many cool options out there right now that maybe aren't necessarily available at like a, a quote unquote, like bridal store, but there's so many great brands out there, whether, you know, whether it's a beholden, I personally am obsessed with untamed pebbles right now. Like I cannot get enough of it. Um, I love, I mean, and this is like my personal style, but like, I love like an over the top pearl moment. I love a feather. I love like, I think to just, you know, to put like fun little sneakers on and rock like a mini dress for the rest of the night. That is so fun. And I think if you are going to do that second dress, that should be like a reflection of your personality. You know what I mean? So if you're like, I want to be comfortable, put on a little like fun romper, you know, do like you know, I think we've all seen couples who change into like, uh, like an Adidas, like tracksuit. Like that's like, it, it should be a reflection of you guys, you know, like if you are going to do that second look. Um, but I think from like a comfort standpoint and like a practicality standpoint, if you have a dress that is very heavy or is a little bit more high maintenance, it, that's a great option to just, even if you end up not changing into it, just to have that as like a backup plan, no problem. I love that. Really love that. Um, 
Final thoughts here. Anything else you wanted to include? I know I asked you 8 million questions here, but anything you wanted to tell everyone that you didn't get a chance to say during the podcast? No, I think it's like, it, this is so fun. And I think, you know, the dress is such a cool and like important part of the day. Now, is it like the decision to end all decisions? Absolutely not. So I think, and I think sometimes that's where people can get kind of caught up is it's like, well, if I, what if I choose the wrong one? What if I don't? I think if you are to the point and you're like, I love this, I'm going to get married in this. You chose it for a reason. You know what I mean? Um, I think when it comes down to it, like, I know I said it earlier, but it's like, this is your day. And it's like, it's about you and it's about your fiance. So if you feel so comfortable and so confident in whatever you're wearing, whether it's a dress, it's a skirt, it's, you know, a suit, whatever you want to wear and whatever makes you feel like the best version of you, that's what you go with. Love that. Kendra, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. I hope you'll come back. We have more. I feel like we can talk for hours on this topic. <laughs> I really love that. So Yay. cheers again. I cheers, Eliza. More and I love oh, your little you. glass. It's so <laughs> so your personality. Thanks again for coming on. Thanks for all of our listeners for tuning in. Um, we look forward to um, hanging out with you guys again and talking more about other things in the wedding industry. So thanks, Kendra. Kendra, how can people find you on social media, website, yeah, all that so, stuff? Um, my business is called By Kendra Nicole. Um, my website is bykendranicole.com. Um, and then I'm on. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, um, at by Kendra Nicole. It's pretty. That's simple. <laughs> Love that. Go and follow her. So much valuable information. Thanks, everyone. And we'll talk to you soon.